And uh, the first thing I'd like to do is ask you a question. How do you know if what you're hearing is really from God? Hallelujah. We've been talking about tuning in to hear his voice. Yes. How do you know if what you are hearing when you, when you try to tune in, how do you know if it's really from God? And I believe it's so critical, so very important that you know. Because number one, if you're not sure that it's God, it's hard to have faith. Yeah. It's hard to have faith. You, you, you're going to be shaky if you're not sure that it's really God. You all with me on that? And, and, and how do you know, as I said, what you're hearing from God? And the second question that I want to ask is, is it okay to ask God for confirmation? Do, 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 do we have the privilege, if we're not sure, to ask God to confirm what we think we're hearing from him? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And we want to give you some help in this area because, you, you see, uh, he wants us to grow. He wants us to uh, uh, be used by him. He wants us to uh, 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 impact the world for the kingdom. Yes. And you can't do it if you shake it. Yes. Hallelujah. So on today, in keeping with uh, our pattern, our subject today is I'm so glad <laughs> that God yeah. confirms his word. Yeah. Can you say that with me? I'm so glad, I'm so glad that God yeah. confirms yeah. his word. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you all ready? Yeah. Amen. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I get to the point to where I, I, I go with an expectancy when I come to the house of God. Yeah. And uh, part of what I feel like, you know, and this, this is me, you know, I, I you know, got my own thoughts and what have you. But uh, part of uh, my mindset is that a grown person needs to be prepared to do business at any time. You never know when you're going to be called on to do business. So I make sure I have a writing instrument. And uh, most times I have something that I can, if I need to jot something down or take some notes, I, 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 I do that. And uh, I just feel like that's part of being prepared. I believe as a child of God, uh, when we come to the house of God, when we come before, uh, we need to be prepared to do business, spiritual business. Amen. Amen. That's me. That's free. All right. Uh, I'm so glad that God confirms his word. Let's look at the scripture, and uh, we're going to see if we can bring that out. In Mark 16 and 20, and it said, And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. I told you it was about business, didn't it? The Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. And it ends, that verse ends with the amen. Amen. Is that is the, the, the ending uh, of the book of Mark there. And so it ends with the word amen. Let it be so. Yes. 
They went out everywhere. The Lord working with them. Do you all understand? We don't do the work of the Lord. You know, some folks say, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to, you, you know, I, I, I'm going to, uh, it's just like, you know, I made an invitation to come if you uh, uh, are looking for a place to serve. And we were letting you know that Bethel has room and we invite you to come. But, but, but let me say this, hey, man, we don't need you to come uh, to show us how to do we need you to come to work with us right. in what we're doing. Amen. And when it comes to the work of the Lord, you notice they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. We work with him. Yes. Confirming the word through accompanying signs. Yes. Hallelujah. Looking at uh, Matthew 18 and 16. Uh, New King James Version. It said, but if he will not hear, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Now the reason that I'm showing you these verses, I'm, 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 I'm wanting to communicate that there is a principle in God of confirmation. And uh, so this is about church discipline. Wow, that's a subject that you don't hear talking about very much. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. People are so spoiled that if you try to exercise church discipline on them, they'll leave and they'll go join somebody else's church. In a, in a, in a, in a heartbeat. And you're not trying to hurt them, you're trying to help them. But, man, we, we live in a time when there's a generation of, of people that act like they can't take nothing. This is not a message about church discipline, but that's the context of the scripture. But the principle that's being expressed here is if he will not hear, if he, not, if he will not follow leadership and hear, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. It's one thing to have the word, but the word of God, in order for it to uh, uh, operate in our lives and be fruitful, it needs to be established. There's some things that you know from the word of God. There's some things you've read from the word of God but it's not fully operative in your life because it has not been established. And God uses confirmations to establish his word. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 13 and 1. And even though the title of the book is 2 Corinthians, actually, it was the third letter that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. Now, the, the, the second letter was not preserved, and we don't have a record of it. But we do have a record of the first letter and the third letter. But in our Bibles, it's called 2 Corinthians. And so here in 2 Corinthians 13 and 1, it says, This will be the third time I am coming to you. 
In other words, he, how was he coming? He was conveying it through the epistle, the written letter. This will be the third time that I'm coming to you. Notice what he says. He repeats that principle. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that God confirms his word. So we're going to uh, look first. You remember that question I asked? Uh, is it right uh, uh, for us to ask God? Is it all right for us to ask God to confirm his word? We're going to be in the Old Testament uh, looking at, uh, we're going to be looking at uh, Gideon. And in Judges 6 and 16, and, and, and you know, some of you say, oh, I know the story of Gideon. You know, I already know it. But let's ask God to help us to look at it with uh, renewed eyes. And, and so when we look at uh, Judges 6 and 16, uh, and the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Then he said to him, this is Gideon speaking to the Lord. If I have found, and, and let, let, me, let me stop right here before I finish reading that. In the Old Testament, when you see the word Lord, in most cases in the Old Testament, uh, or angel of the Lord, in most cases in the Old Testament, it is referring to an appearance of Jesus, uh, a, 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 a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus in the form of that was referred to as the angel of the Lord. So it is a, uh, and, and there's a fancy word for it uh, that I learned, uh, and I'm trying to remember what it, uh, that, that word is not coming to me right now. Uh, it's not important that, uh, you know, I say a big word. If you understand what I mean by it in simple words, that, that's just as good. But it's a pre-incarnation. Before he was born in Bethlehem, he appeared in the Old Testament, and he's referred to as the angel of the Lord. So what I want you to understand is that Gideon is talking to the second uh, uh, person in the Godhead. He's talking to the Son, who is God. Okay, so verse 17, then he said to him, if I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talks with me. He's talking to God, the son. And Gideon says, all right, I, I, I heard you refer to me as almighty man of valor and, 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 and uh, it's some stuff you said about me that, amen, I didn't know about myself. So if I found favor in your sight, show me a sign that it is you who talks with me. And then he goes on in verse 18. This will blow your mind. Do not depart from here. I pray until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And he said, this is the angel of God, uh, God the Son. He said, I will wait 
until you come back. Don't that just blow your mind? Here is God the Son. He done already told the man what he's going to do through him. And the man, the young man Gideon says, uh, 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 that I may know that uh, it is you who's speaking to me. Wait here till I go and get an offering and bring it back. Will you wait till I come back? And Jesus says, I'll wait. Oh, my God. I'll wait right here. Now, what I want you to understand when Gideon said, till I go and get my offering, they didn't have supermarkets and grocery stores. And the offering he's talking about, he's not talking about a money, monetary offering. He's talking about a, 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 uh, an offering of, 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 of a gold or a bullock. He's, he's talking about, number one, you got to go get it. You got to find it to get it. And then you got to butcher it and, 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 and uh, skin it to clean it. And then, you know, do all of that and get it prepared. So what are we talking about? It's going to take some time. And do you all not know, you see, God resides outside of time. We, we operate in time. God operates in eternity. But when he comes into the earth realm, he says to him, I'll wait till you come back with your offering. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, that blows my mind. That blows my mind. Think about God waiting on a human. To figure out if it's really God. You see, he wants to communicate with us. He wants us to uh, know his will. He wants us to uh, uh, be able to hear him. He wants his word to be established in our heart. And he's waiting on us to figure out that it's really God. Don't that blow your mind? Hallelujah. So Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand as you have said. Okay, now he goes and gets and prepares the offering and, and, and the Lord waits on him and he brings it and sets it before the Lord. And then after that, Talk about, can we ask God to confirm his word? If that's not enough, then Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. And if there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you shall save Israel by my hand, as you have said so he brought the offering, and then he said, I, 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 still, need, I still need help, God. I, 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 can I take a fleece? You know what a fleece is? It's the, it's the skin and wool of a lamb. He said, can I put it on the floor, the threshing floor, and you allow dew to be on the fleece? 
but the ground around it, let it be dry. I know that it's you. And that uh, you're going to save Israel by my hand. And so in verse 38 said, and it was so. And he rose early in the morning. And he picked up the fleece and squeezed the fleece together and wrung out the dew out of the fleece into a bowl full of water. You figured that would be enough, wouldn't you? <laughs> what, what, what's the principle? By the mouth of what? Two or three witnesses. Then Gideon said to God, don't, don't, don't be angry with me. But let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece. But on all the ground, let there be dew. And God did so that night. And the fleece uh, it was dry only, but there was dew on all the ground around it. I'm so glad that God confirms his word. Hallelujah. And so finally now, Gideon is uh, he's assured, and uh, he makes a call. He said, go call out uh, the people. And uh, let them know to come that we, we get ready to go up against the Midianites. So he makes that call, and 32,000 men answer the call. They assemble with Gideon. And uh, when God looks on the army that uh, has come, and they got a larger force of Midianites that they're going to go against, God looks at his army and he says, um, You got too many. You got too many. If I give you the victory with these, with the numbers you got, you you all gonna get puffed up. You're gonna think you did it yourself. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna get the glory. And so God said, You got too many. So God said, let's 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 reduce your army. And so Gideon tells the thirty-two thousand, he says, if any of you are afraid, you can go home. And 22,000 left. 22,000 left. You know what? There is a vast amount of people who operate in fear. There was only 10,000 left. And so then after there was 10,000 left, God said, you still got too many. <laughs> Hallelujah. God said, you still got too many. He said, take them down by the water and we're going to uh, separate. And so he took them down by the water and God said, watch how they drink. Watch, watch, watch the way they drink. And uh, he said, notice the ones who lap up water like a dog and you separate them from the others. And there were 300 that lap water like a dog. And God said, those are the ones you're going to use. Those are the ones. You know what? It's something about God. God 
can use some of the strangest things. Some of the weak things. Amen. Some of the uh, uh, what we would consider uh, ordinary things, common things. But I tell you, when God's hand is on you, call it not common or ordinary Amen. Or detestable when God is in it. Yes. Yes. He said, you're going to use those. The, 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 the dog lappers. Those, those are the ones you're going to use. The 300. Yes. My God. And so, when God instructs them that you're going to use the 300, uh, Gideon says, are you sure? <laughs> Lord, are you sure? You know, I was feeling pretty good when we had the, uh, uh, the, the big number, but I ain't feeling so good now. Are you sure? Hallelujah. And uh, when he said, are you sure, God says, I tell you what, He's still asking God to confirm his word. He said, I tell you what, I want you to go down and spy and listen in on what they're saying in the Midianite camp. And so he snuck down there and and was listening, and the soldiers, uh, one of the soldiers in the Midianite camp was saying, I had a dream. And 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 in in my dream, and he talks about uh, uh, his dream and describes his dream and another soldier listening to it and he said that's that's Gideon that, that, that dream represents Gideon and he's coming through and, and, and he's going to destroy us and so when Gideon was listening in to the conversation about the dream he was able to hear that the enemy ahead of time God had given them a dream, and there was already fear in the Midianite camp that they were going to be defeated. Do you know what? Sometimes the folk we're worrying about, and the folk that, amen, we're losing sleep over and trouble over, do you all, amen, not know that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper, and that God, amen, in many instances, he's got them dreaming about you. They're having nightmares about you. Hallelujah. And so, uh, you you all know the story. He he tells the 300, we're going to surround them with 300. Amen. You're on this side. We're going to have a a, a lantern and a pitcher. Amen. We're going to wave the light. We're going to break the pitcher and make... And uh, they surrounded that Midianite army with 300. And they followed instruction. And God, amen, gave them a tremendous victory. Even some of the enemy were killing themselves. Hallelujah. Now I shared that with you because I want you to understand, I'm so glad in, in order to get to the victory, Write this down. In order to get to the victory, the word of the Lord that had been spoken to Gideon 
it had to be established in his heart for him to act on what God said. Oh my God. And so we're talking today, God encourages us and confirms his word. And I want to talk about that principle and I want to give you three major confirmations to test what you're hearing to make sure that it's from God. And these three confirmations that I'm going to give you today, it will work. It'll work for all of us. And not only will it work for all of us, it'll work every time. Yes. Y'all heard what I said? That, 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 that's a pretty strong, that's a pretty strong promise, isn't it? Amen. Can, how, how can I make that strong promise like that? Because I, 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 I believe his word. Amen. I believe his word. Jesus said heaven and earth will not pass away before one jot or one tittle. His word will pass without being fulfilled. It will work if you work it. It will work if you work it. You are ready for the three uh, major confirmations so you can know whether you're hearing from God or not? All right. Number one, does it line up with his word? I don't care what dream you had. I don't care what revelation you think you got. If it does not line up with the word of God, the Bible is right. And somebody's wrong. Y'all hear me? It's got to line up with his word. And, and, and let me say this. Uh, in order to uh, be able to discern, does it line up with his word? You got to read and study the word for yourself. You got to read and study the word for yourself. Uh, God's voice will never disagree with his word. God's voice will never disagree with his word. Let me show you a, a, an example from scripture here. Uh, in Matthew, the 19th chapter, beginning at the third verse, New King James Version said, uh, the Pharisees also came to him, testing him. Who did they come to? They came to Jesus, and they want to test him. And saying to him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife. It says there, for just any reason. You notice the just is a little, uh, in, in the original text, it doesn't say for just any reason. It says for any reason. The just was inserted by the translators. Uh, uh, so, so the Pharisees came to Jesus. Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason? And the reason it's addressed to men, because back in that day, the women didn't have a, a lot of rights. And in many instances, they were the property, they were considered to be the property of their father before they were married. And when they, when they uh, got married, they were considered almost to be the property in, of their husband after their marriage. And so in their society, they didn't have a lot of rights. Uh, and, and, and while I'm talking, uh, and this is not a message on divorce, but let me say this. Uh, I've got divorced people who are listening to me. And sometimes the enemy will uh, 
the enemy will make you feel like, and, and sometimes even religious people will make you feel like that you're second class mm -hmm. because you've been divorced. Right. And that, that, that's not so. Uh, Amen. That's not so. Uh, uh, the Bible does say that God hates divorce. Amen. But God hates divorce because of the the, 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 what it does to families, the detriment it has on families. God does not hate divorced people. All right. Is anybody listening to me? Yeah. God does not hate divorced people. God recognizes divorced people become victims mm -hmm. in that cycle, amen, uh, uh, of divorce. It's just like, uh, you know, saying that, you know, uh, I hate tornadoes. I had, amen, family members when I was real young, I had, I, I had a cousin that died in a tornado. My first puppy died in a tornado because he was at their house. Amen. I hate tornadoes. But you can hate tornadoes, but you don't hate the victims of tornadoes. Am I clear? So they were testing Jesus and, and trying to catch him. And uh, they say, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason? Notice what Jesus says to him. They want to hear the voice. Now, they didn't recognize Jesus as God. But we know that when Jesus answers them, he's God the Son. And so they said, uh, we want to know what you say. Notice what he answers them in verse 4. And he answered and said to them, I underline it for emphasis, have you not read it? that he who made them in the beginning made them male and female. Have you not read? Jesus said, you coming to me and asking me what I have to say about divorce. Go read your own Bible. Have you not read? In other words, you want me to give you extra revelation, but the revelation has already been given you. Have you not read? Does it line up yes. with the scripture? Yes. Yes. That's why that's my first point. Amen. Uh, I don't care what you what, what dream you have. I don't care, amen, what some so-called prophet come and say to you. Yes. Does it line up with the word of God? Jesus points them back to the word. And then he talks about the fact how that because and they, they you know they say, well, Moses allowed for divorce, and he said, Yeah, because of the hardness of your heart. Amen. Because of the hardness of your heart, God permitted it. Because he knew you all weren't going to do the right thing. God permitted it. Amen. But that's not the way it was from the beginning. Amen. In the beginning, amen, God said, uh, what the Lord have joined, let no man uh, uh, cut asunder. The point I'm bringing up here is that he points them back to the word. You all got point number one. Does it line up with the Bible? That's, that's, that, that's, our, that's our first confirmation. You all ready for number two? Number two, does godly counsel agree? Mm, 
Does godly counsel agree? And that word agree is important. You know, what if several people tell you different things? Then that's a clue that you don't have godly counsel, you got goodly counsel. What I would call, you, you know, good, but it's not perfect. You go to this person and they're saying one thing, you go to that person and they're saying something else, you go to that person and they're saying something else. Now, what's the principle? By the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word is established. In other words, you should be, if, 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 if to, for, for it to be godly counsel. Uh -huh. See, sometimes what you all get is just some, some, some people's uh, opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. Amen. And it doesn't make, uh, it, it doesn't make that, uh, that uh, everybody's opinion is right. Amen. Everybody's got an opinion. Hallelujah. Uh, and uh, when I think about it, as I said, that word uh, agree is important. So you're hearing different things from different people. That's not godly counsel. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the Bible, uh, uh, as I said, that's not godly counsel. Godly counsel is when the people that know you and who are mature in their faith and they know God's character people that know you and know your character in other words you don't go necessarily for godly counsel to a stranger that stranger doesn't know you now I'm not saying God can't use a stranger y'all hear me I'm saying God can't but I'm saying when you're seeking after godly counsel, amen, uh, godly counsel is people that you know are mature in their faith. You don't go to somebody just as weak as you are. People who are mature in their faith and know the character of God. People that know you and they know your character. See, there's some of you that I know that you're you're nervous and jumpy and 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 you jump from one thing to the next thing to the you know I got, I got some people they'll say oh God God told me to go here and to do thus 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 and then something happened and they say you know what uh, I think I'm gonna go here and do this and then you know, they jump from one thing to the other and it seemed like if I would believe them God is is, is schizophrenic. If I would believe him. I don't. God is not, God is not wavering minded. God don't want us to be wavering minded. So if he, if he told us not to be wavering minded, he's not wavering minded. You got to know the character. Some, some, some are quick to jump at things. Some are, uh, some of you are uh, scary. And you're always afraid. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I almost want to tell you like Gideon. Go home then. If you're scared, go home. This is going to take faith. 
Amen. This is going to take following instruction. This is going to take believing and having the word established in, in you. Yeah. You got to know that God at counsel knows you and they know your character. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you see, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 12 and 15, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes. But he who heeds counsel, godly counsel, yeah. is wise. But I, but, but I thought it was the right thing. You thought. Proverbs 19, 20 and 21. It says, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. And it's interesting to me, it says in your latter days. That's talking about as you get older. You see, sometimes the older we get, the more stubborn and set in our way we can get. To where we won't take instruction, but it says, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. Yeah. Do you all know that, that, that we live in an information age and stuff is changing so fast? Yeah. And there's no way, as, as some of us get a little older and a little more seasoned, there's no way we can keep up with everything that's going on. And so what we have to have, and one of the prayers I've been praying uh, uh, in my time with God, I've been saying to God, Lord, give me discernment. Give me discernment, Lord. Lord, uh, and, and, and to be totally transparent, what I, say, what, what I actually say to him is, Lord, help me not have a critical spirit, but help me to have a discerning spirit. Lord, help me not have a critical spirit, but help me have a discerning spirit. Because, see, some of us, life has buffeted us and the stuff we've been through, and if we're not careful, the stuff we've been through will sour uh -huh. our attitudes if we're not careful. And, and, and we'll turn into some sourpusses. And, and that's not what we want to be. Amen. We want to exercise discernment and not... Just a critical spirit. So listen to godly counsel. Receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. Amen. Amen. I'm not looking to get worse as I get older. I'm looking to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, anybody got that with me? Yeah. Amen. I ain't looking to, amen, go down. I'm looking to go up. I want to be better. Yeah. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. We can come up with all the plans we want, but it is the Lord's counsel that stands. That's why uh, I formed uh, a leadership team to work with me uh, as we're preparing uh, plans for the future of Bethel. Now, that leadership team uh, I, I didn't form them to tell me what to do. I formed them to work with me and, and, to, and, 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 and that we can be a sounding board for one another. And, 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 and sometimes uh, 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 there's something God showed me, and I know what he showed me, but I need help in putting it together in a, in a, in a, in a form that it'll work. 
And sometimes there's some things that I'm looking at in one way and I've got blind spots. I'm human just like everybody else. We all have blind spots. Yeah. And so the members of the leadership team, they're there to protect me and they say, uh, uh, Pastor, had you thought about this? Had you, had you thought about that? And, 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 and I've, got to, I've got to listen and I've got to be uh, uh, to the point of receiving instruction and, and say, you know what? You're right. I didn't think about that. Many are the plans that are in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel. Yes. All right. That will stand. Yes. Amen. So we're talking about uh, does godly counsel agree? I've seen, I've seen uh, people get into problems, get into trouble when it comes to marriage. They, they have a desire to be married, tired of being single. And uh, they're hunting and looking, and they find someone, and in their mind, they're, they're thinking, uh, again, I'm just pointing up to verse 15, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. And, 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 and they're thinking, you know, she, this, this, she's the one. He's the one. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, and they want their family to be happy for them. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and sometimes families look at them kind of sideways. <laughs> Got their nose, you know, and they say, uh, I don't know. I don't know, something might not be right. I, I, I don't, I, you know. And they say, look, you're always, you know, ain't nobody good enough for you, you know. And, and, and you get upset. And, but, but I want to caution you and warn you. Uh, stay plugged in with your family. Mm -hmm. Especially if your family know God. Right. Stay plugged in with your family. Uh, and, and, and don't let, you know, this new person isolate you to where. Because uh, God put us in families for a reason. Yeah. And, and, and I've seen situations happen uh, in my family uh, 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 where uh, this guy came along and, and he was talking, you know, he, he, he worked at the uh, steel fa factory where he drove a crane and, and had all kind of money and, and uh, he was trying to talk a hole in a relative of mine's head and he got this and he got, and this boy was walking. <laughs> He was walking. He didn't even have, I don't know if he had a driver's license. He was walking. And he was saying this and saying that. And, and I can remember that God dealt with me. I felt like God dealt with me. And I took that family member, I took him out to lunch to have a talk with him. Conditions were, in our, were such in our home uh, because my father wasn't saved. And he made things kind of unbearable. And uh, that family member of mine they were ready to go. They, were, they was gonna catch the first thing smoking out of there. And I took them to lunch and I said, don't get in a hurry. I said, don't get in a hurry. You, you, you can go to school, you can do this, you can do this. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Something don't add up. And that family member told me, said, you know, thank you for taking me to lunch. Thank you for being concerned about me. But in so many words, they told me, I got this. 
And that's what they did. They got it. And it wasn't long before they were looking for an escape hatch to get away from what they had got. They didn't have an ear to hear godly counsel. And so does, does godly counsel agree? I'm not saying go to one person, but, 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 but go to several that you know, know God, know the character of God, that you know they know you and, 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 and know your character and, uh, uh, and, 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 and submit yourself and say, uh, you, you know, there's some things that God told me to do. And, and I knew I heard God, but I also knew I had to submit to authority. Y'all hear me? Mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to be real transparent with you. Uh, uh, one of the examples, I'm going back years ago now, but one of the examples, God showed me who my wife was. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about how to tune in and hear God. God showed me who my wife was when she was too young to marry me. I haven't told this in a long time. Oh, I was at Old Bethel. I sat, some of y'all remember, oh, I sat, uh, we had a, a choir stand on this side of the pulpit. Yeah. I didn't sit in the pulpit. I sat on, on the side there where the choir stand was because I played the guitar. Yeah. And uh, I can remember I was in service. I had come home from college and uh, was in the service and uh, had my guitar playing. And the Spirit of God spoke to me. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, the next person that comes through that door, that's your wife. <laughs> and I'm like okay <laughs> and my eyes were peeled on that door and I'm like Lord God don't let go on there, you see, I, I, I wasn't a pastor then. I was, uh, I was a minister. I, was, I wasn't a pastor. I was a minister. And I wasn't talking to nobody in the church. Y'all hear me? Mm -hmm. I wasn't talking to no. You know what I mean, talking to. I wasn't trying to go with nobody. I wasn't trying to take nobody out. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do what I'm supposed to do in, in the church. And I, don't, I, I probably stopped playing the guitar. I'm looking at that door. And this was before service started. God said, the, the next person who comes through the door is your wife. And I'm like, okay. And Kim came through the door. And God showed me this years. It, it, it was some years. Because when she came through the door, she was too young to get married. And I knew what God told me. Yeah. And when, and, and I don't want to give y'all too much of my personal <laughs> business. Uh, but at that time in my life, in my life I didn't even really talk to women that were younger than me. 
Most of the time I was talking to women that were a little bit older or, or at least my age. And so time passed. And then God dealt with me again. I'm telling you, I'm so glad that he confirms his word. I'm so glad that I'm his sheep. I'm so glad that, hey man, I can hear his voice. God dealt with me in a dream because I was like, okay, God, you got to do it. I, I. God dealt with me in a dream. And God showed me that I needed to move. I, I need to do something about what he had told me years right. ago. Right. And he troubled me in that dream. And, and and I remember I was troubled about it, and I got up and I talked to my mom about it. And, and, and she said, well, God, God knows, you, you know, you, you, need to, you need to heed what he's telling you to do. It didn't have anything to do with me not liking her or something like that, but I, I, I was wanting to do what was right. I wanted, and so at this juncture, uh, her dad had passed, and her mom uh, uh, was, uh, you know, the head of the household. And so before I said one word to Kim, I had to honor the leadership. I went to her mom, Mother Phillips, she's sitting right there. Yeah. And I went to her mom and I said to her, I need to talk with you. I said, God's been dealing with me and about your daughter. And uh, I want to ask her to marry me. But I said, but I got I, I, I to gotta get your permission. Uh, and if you tell me no, don't say anything to my daughter at this time, I will honor what you say. And I will not say anything to her until she's at such age. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I said, I, I'll honor wh whatever you say. Now notice, I have heard God. I know what God told me. But I know that God does not uh, 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 it's got to line up with his word and, and, and in his word it talks about how we need to give honor to those that, that, that are in authority and she had one concern that she expressed to me and I said you don't have to worry about that amen I, I feel the same way you do and she said alright you have my permission and that was the first time that and I'm not saying do it like I did. And I, I, I invited her to go out to dinner with me. And uh, took her to Red Lobster. She still likes Red Lobster. <laughs> and uh, sitting there, hey man, after eating some lobster and what have you. And I told her, I said, look, uh, I know you might be surprised that I asked you out. That's the first time I ever took her out. I said, I know you might be surprised that I asked you to uh, go out with me to dinner. And uh, something I want to say to you, I said, and you don't have to give me an answer now. I'm, I'm just serious, that's all. I said, God told me that you're my wife. 
And so I'm asking your hand in marriage. I said, I know, you know, I sprung this on you and, and you don't have to give me an answer now, but I just want to put my cards on the table. See, I'm, I'm, I'm pastoring now. I'm pastoring. I, I, I got to do things decently in order. I, I, I don't want folk looking and saying, is that the pastor's girlfriend or is that the pastor? Who, who's he talking? Because I had that mess come up one time and I had to tell the people at Old Bethel, I said, look, when I get ready to do something, I will stand and let you know. And the rest is history. Does godly counsel agree? I got one more. One more. Do I have peace? These are, these are the three confirmations that we're talking about. Do I have peace? When God has spoken a word to you, when, 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 he's, when you think you heard him, and, and you've gone to godly counsel and two or three witnesses agree. And, 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 and let me back up just a minute now. The way God worked with me in, in, in our engagement in marriage, that, that, that was tailored to us. I ain't saying that that would work that same way with everybody else. You understand me? All right. Uh, do I have peace? This is so important because... If God is leading you, it will agree with his character and he will give you peace. God leads through faith and not fear. Hallelujah. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To which also you were called into one body and be thankful. Let the peace of God, that word in the, Hebrew, in, the, in, the, in the Greek, amen, that word rule in the Greek, amen, is a word that we get uh, our word umpire for. Let the peace of God be your umpire. So glad they settled that uh, CBA with the baseball, Major League Baseball. We'll get to see baseball. Amen. Umpires are going to be, amen, calling strikes and balls. Amen. Calling safe and out. Amen. Well, for us, God said his peace is our umpire. And when his peace says, amen, uh, you're out. You ought to be out of there. And when his peace says safe, amen, then you can remain there. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Which also you are called in one body. See, we're not long rangers. Amen. We're not long. We need one another. God uses as iron sharpening iron our, our, our interactions, our koinonia, our fellowship with one another. Amen. We, we, we give strength to one another. We give context to one another. Hallelujah.
Do you have his peace? And do you know what? Sometimes we get in a hurry. And you know what? Sometimes uh, a lack of peace might not be God saying no. But it might be God saying not now. He's not saying no. But he's saying not now. You know, there are some processes that if you rush it, you'll ruin it. That's good. That's not in my notes. You know, I'll write that one down. I said there are some processes that take time. And if you rush it, you'll ruin it. But there is a time and season for everything under heaven. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Last verse. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mine through Christ Jesus. You see, our peace, the peace of God is our protection. It's our guard. It's our security guard. Say that with me. The peace of God, peace is, of God is, my protection. is my protection. It's my security guard. My security guard. It keeps my heart, keeps my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I'm so glad that God confirms his word. Aren't you glad? Does that help? I'm looking at my wife, and it's funny. We uh, were uh, traveling uh, Friday and Saturday. We uh, traveled to memorial service for uh, my uncle, 91 years old, had passed. So we were spending time in the car and talking and uh, some different things and some things that she would say to me and, uh, and, it's, and, and it's something that she did during this trip that she doesn't normally do, but she'd say something and then she'd say, don't you preach about it. <laughs> and I'd say, okay, I ain't gonna preach about it. And so then, a little while longer, something else would come up in the conversation. You, you know, uh, it's good for husbands and wives to, uh, even though this wasn't a break or a vacation, but to take a break, to take time. Yeah. Sometimes we're so busy being busy and doing stuff uh, that we don't just take time to sit and talk. Right. And uh, uh, the failure to talk uh, and, and if you don't talk regularly, it can bring about miscommunication. And uh, the enemy is always looking for a way to get in and, and, and cause uh, discord because he knows that if he can, if he can break uh, your fellowship, uh, your prayers are going to be hindered. And so, you know, she would talk about something else and we get on another subject and then she thought about it and said, don't you preach about it. I said, I'm not going to preach about it. I told us I've been doing pretty good recently. I've been doing pretty good, and so it came back to my mind. And what I shared about her, it was not in my notes. 
but I, but, 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 but I felt to share because I wanted to show you uh, the things we're talking about are real yeah. and that God uh, desires to communicate with us and he, did, he, he, he wants us to uh, uh, not make the mistakes. We don't have to make the mistakes uh, that end up costing us time and, and, and tension. And uh, uh, so I just look at it and say, see, like, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> I kept my word. Amen. I want to say to our uh, live stream audience and uh, to those that are here at Bethel, we hope, we, we, we trust and hope that you are taking this word in and, 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 and not just hearing it and forgetting it, but you're putting it into practice and you're doing it. You're going to see some tremendous things happen as we lock into the word of God, as we spend time. Man, anybody took up my 30-day challenge? Amen. Any of y'all even know what what was my thirty day challenge? Make an appointment with God. Make an appointment with God. Be still and worship. Pray and listen, and then write. Write in a journal what God is saying after you read His Word. It will change your life. So I'd like to close out our live stream audience and uh, uh, I believe this word of God is going forth for a purpose on today. And I'm going to ask you, uh, if, there's, if there's anybody that's saying, you know what, uh, I don't have that relationship with God like the pastor was talking about and I, I need to draw closer to God. I'm here to tell you, uh, uh, he's waiting. Amen. His arms are outstretched. He, he, he wants to embrace you. And, and draw you closer to him. And you might say, well, but, but Pastor, I, I'm, I've done some things. I, I, I know I'm doing some things that I shouldn't have done. He's a forgiving God. He said, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and willing to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And uh, so I, I'd like to pray with you right now. And, and, and wherever you are, just, just, just close your eyes. Amen. Uh, unless you're driving. Uh, and, and by your head and, and just pray with me. Lord God, uh, Lord, I thank you for your word today. And Lord God, I want to be in fellowship with you. And there's some unreadiness that's in my life. There's some things that I need to uh, straighten out. And I'm having difficulty straightening them, them out myself. But I'm asking you to help me. Help me, oh God, to uh, straighten out the things that do the things that are necessary for me to do. But Lord, I don't want to wait until everything is straight. But I want to come to you right now without delay. And so I'm asking you right now, God, to forgive me, to cleanse me of, of my sins, to help me to align myself with you. I'm thanking you that your word said that if I confess you with my mouth and believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, I'd be saved. For with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And with the heart, I believe unto righteousness. That whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I thank you for saving me. Lord, I thank you for forgiving me. Lord, I thank you for... Uh, uh, 
bringing me back in fellowship with you. And Lord, I thank you that I'm so glad that I am your sheep. That I'm so glad that I am your friend. That I'm so glad that I honor your word. That I'm so glad, Lord, that instead of using curses and curse words, that you're going to put your word in my mouth and I'm going to build people up and not tear them down. And Lord, I'm so glad that you confirm your word. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For our live stream audience, they're going to put, if God would put it upon your heart to be a financial support uh, to the ministry, they're going to show how you can uh, be a blessing financially to support the ministry here in Bethel. And uh, we're going to ask you to, um, uh, and uh, after they show that, amen, uh, they're going to close out. If this word has blessed you, amen, share a comment, amen. Uh, uh, if, this, if you think this word is good for somebody, like and share to someone that uh, needs to hear that word. And uh, as they close you out, amen, God bless, God keep, amen. To those that are at Bethel, amen.